Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Jesus forgave us of all sin, past, present, and even future sin. The first time I realized that Jesus took the absolute penalty, punishment, all of it for my sins, that was freedom for me. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Monday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm going to begin a series talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I've got a brand, well, this isn't a brand new book, but it is a free book that I'm going to offer to any person who would like this. This is a combination of a teaching on what true salvation is. That's the first part, the new you. And then the Holy Spirit is talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and specifically the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to spend this one week teaching on this. But I tell you, this is so important. And there are a lot of people who have become aware that they need salvation. They have prayed and they've asked Jesus to forgive them of their sins. They get saved, but then they get stuck. And you know, that's where I was for a long period of time. I was born again when I was eight years old. I mean, the very first time that I remember God nailing me over a sin that I had done, I repented and I got born again at home. My dad led me to the Lord. And I mean, I was truly saved because the very next day I went to school and my friends could tell that I was different. And they said, what happened to you? And I said, I got born again. I got saved. And I remember my friends making fun of me in the third grade for saying that I was saved. And I mean, it was a genuine change in my life. But I wasn't taught about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And because of it, I was saved and stuck. And basically, I believed I was born again. If I would have died, I'd have gone to heaven. But I didn't have any power to live the Christian life. And I believe that this is where a lot of Christians are. It's important to be born again. It's essential to be born again. You have to make Jesus your Lord. And I'm not minimizing that any at all, but there is much more to being saved than only getting an insurance policy and a get out of hell free card. There's more to it than that. In between the time when you get born again and when we die to go to be with the Lord or He comes back and gets us, there is a lot of living to be done. And I guarantee you, just because you get saved, because you've made Jesus your Lord, does not mean that the devil is going to leave you alone. It's actually just the opposite. Now, if you make Jesus your Lord, if you truly receive salvation and experience being saved from your sins, you just have a big target drawn on you. Satan is going to come and try and mess with your life and make you so ineffective as a witness that it will hinder other people from coming to the Lord through you. He will fight you. In some ways, you will have even more problems than when before you got born again. Of course, now the difference is that God has the answer and you can triumph in every single thing. You can overcome every obstacle that the devil puts in your way. But I'm just saying that Satan is going to oppose you. And unless you learn how to draw on the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, you won't win in this battle. You need the supernatural power of God. The Christian life isn't just difficult. 
are hard, it's impossible. It's impossible for you in the natural, just in your own strength, to turn the other cheek when somebody smites you on one cheek. Jesus said, turn the other cheek. When people revile you, you're supposed to bless them and to pray for them. That is supernatural. That is not human. In your own human ability, you just cannot live the Christian life. The Christian life isn't difficult. It's not hard. It's impossible for you in yourself. And the good news is God didn't leave, leave you by yourself. There's so much on this, and I'm only going to devote one week worth of teaching on television to this, but there is so much. The 14th, 15th, and 16th chapter of the book of John is Jesus speaking to His disciples the night before His crucifixion. And He's speaking to them and preparing them and telling them what they need to do to be able to overcome all of the opposition that's going to come their way. And there are like five or six different times in those three chapters that He talked to them about the power of the Holy Spirit, that I am not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you, and He will empower you. He will show you things to come, John 16, 13, that He will bring things to your remembrance, John 14, 26, and on and on it goes. And all of these things, He, he prepared them and told them about the Holy Spirit coming. And then on the day of Pentecost, after the resurrection of Jesus and after the disciples were born again, the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. And these men who had been under the ministry of Jesus for three and a half years, they had witnessed all of these things, and yet they were disciples. I mean, it was just like, he, he told them in the 14th chapter, he says, where I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said unto him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Three and a half years sitting under his ministry, and they didn't have a clue what he was talking about. They didn't have a clue. Uh, that's the reason they were called disciples. I mean, these guys were dull. Did you know that on when he was crucified, the scribes and the Pharisees remembered his prophecy that he would be raised from the dead. So they went to the Romans and they told the Romans that we need some guards to guard the tomb because this man has said that he would rise from the dead and his disciples could come get the body and take it away and then tell people he's raised from the dead and it would make it even worse. So the Romans gave 16 soldiers to guard the tomb. The Pharisees remembered his prophecies, but did you know his own disciples didn't remember that he had prophesied he was going to raise from the dead? When on the resurrection day, the angels told him, he says, don't you remember what he told you? And they had to remind them. They were shocked. I mean, these guys just, you know, made mistake after mistake after mistake. But once the baptism of the Holy Spirit came, Acts chapter 2, they were instantly transformed. Peter preached a message in, in Acts chapter 2 that saw 3,000 people born again. He was able to go back to Old Testament prophecies to verify that Jesus was the Christ. He quoted David and showed that David wasn't talking about himself. David had died. He was talking about the Messiah, that his body wouldn't see corruption, that he would be resurrected. And I mean, these men were just totally transformed. They had run. Peter had denied that he even knew the Lord. 
THREE TIMES, AND YET NOW ALL OF A SUDDEN HE WAS BOLD WHEN HE WAS BROUGHT BEFORE THE SCRIBES AND THE PHARISEES. HE STOOD THERE BOLDLY AND HE SAYS, YOU JUDGE YOURSELF WHICH IS RIGHT. SHOULD WE OBEY GOD OR YOU? AND IT SAYS THEY TOOK KNOWLEDGE OF THEM THAT THEY HAD BEEN WITH JESUS. THESE GUYS WERE LITERALLY TRANSFORMED THROUGH THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. AND I KNOW THAT THERE'S PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM THAT YOU HAVE COME TO A PLACE THAT YOU'VE ACKNOWLEDGED THAT JESUS DIED FOR THE FORGIVENESS OF YOUR SINS, AND SO YOU'VE RECEIVED THAT FORGIVENESS. YOU ARE SAVED. IF YOU WERE TO DIE RIGHT THIS MOMENT, YOU WOULD GO TO BE WITH THE LORD. BUT YOU DON'T HAVE THIS BOLDNESS. YOU DON'T HAVE THIS CONFIDENCE. YOU DON'T HAVE POWER ON THE INSIDE OF YOU THE WAY THAT IT'S TALKING ABOUT. LET ME SHOW YOU WHAT JESUS SAID TO HIS DISCIPLES. THESE ARE SOME OF HIS VERY LAST WORDS BEFORE HE WAS ASCENDED INTO HEAVEN. HE TOLD HIS DISCIPLES THIS IN ACTS CHAPTER 1, VERSE 4. IT SAYS, AND BEING ASSEMBLED TOGETHER WITH THEM, COMMANDED THEM THAT THEY SHOULD NOT DEPART FROM JERUSALEM, BUT WAIT FOR THE PROMISE OF THE FATHER, WHICH SAITH HE, YE HAVE HEARD OF ME. SO THIS WASN'T A SUGGESTION. THIS ISN'T JUST, YOU KNOW, THIS IS, WOULD MAKE YOUR LIFE BETTER THIS IS THE BEST WAY TO LIVE THE CHRISTIAN LIFE. NO, IT'S A COMMAND. HE COMMANDED HIS DISCIPLES TO NOT DEPART FROM JERUSALEM, BUT WAIT FOR THE PROMISE OF THE FATHER, WHICH SAITH HE, YE HAVE HEARD OF ME, FOR JOHN TRULY BAPTIZED WITH WATER, BUT YOU SHALL BE BAPTIZED WITH THE HOLY GHOST NOT MANY DAYS HENCE. WHEN THEY THEREFORE WERE COME TOGETHER, THEY ASKED OF HIM, SAYING, LORD, WILT THOU AT THIS TIME RESTORE AGAIN THE KINGDOM TO ISRAEL. AND HE SAID UNTO THEM, IT IS NOT FOR YOU TO KNOW THE TIMES OR THE SEASONS WHICH THE FATHER HATH PUT IN HIS OWN POWER, BUT YOU SHALL RECEIVE POWER. AFTER THAT THE HOLY GHOST IS COME UPON YOU, AND YOU SHALL BE WITNESSES UNTO ME, BOTH IN JERUSALEM AND IN ALL JUDEA AND IN SAMARIA AND UNTO THE UTTERMOST PARTS OF THE EARTH. SO HE WAS SPEAKING TO HIS DISCIPLES, AND HE TOLD THEM TO WAIT AND NOT GO ANYWHERE OR DO ANYTHING UNTIL THEY RECEIVED THIS BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, WHERE THE HOLY SPIRIT CAME UPON THEM. NOW REMEMBER THAT JESUS HAD JUST BEEN RAISED FROM THE DEAD. FOR 40 DAYS HE HAD WALKED ON THIS EARTH AND HE HAD INSTRUCTED THEM. THEY HAD THE GREATEST NEWS IN THE HISTORY OF THE WORLD, THAT THE MESSIAH HAD COME. HE HAD DIED FOR OUR SINS. HE WAS NOW RESURRECTED AND HE WAS GOING BACK INTO HEAVEN. THIS IS THE GREATEST NEWS. AND JESUS SAID, DON'T GO ANYWHERE. DON'T TELL ANYBODY UNTIL YOU RECEIVE POWER TO BECOME A WITNESS. NOW THAT'S AMAZING. AND YOU KNOW, THE, the PROBLEM THAT WE HAVE IN THE CHURCH TODAY IS THAT WE HAVE A LOT OF PEOPLE WHO HAVE HAD AN EXPERIENCE WITH THE LORD TO THE DEGREE THAT THEY'RE BORN AGAIN, AND IF THEY WERE TO DIE, THEY WOULD GO TO HEAVEN. THEY DO HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD, BUT THEY HAVE NOT BEEN EMPOWERED BY THE HOLY SPIRIT TO BE A WITNESS. AND I COULD SPEND WEEKS VERIFYING THAT, BUT IT IS ABSOLUTELY TRUE. THERE ARE PEOPLE THAT ARE GOING OUT AND SAYING SOME OF THE RIGHT THINGS, BUT THEY'RE SAYING IT IN THEIR OWN STRENGTH AND IN THEIR OWN POWER. THEY HAVE NOT RECEIVED THIS POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. JESUS SAID, YOU WAIT UNTIL YOU HAVE THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT COME UPON YOU, AND THEN YOU WILL BE MY WITNESSES. IF THIS WAS TRUE FOR THE APOSTLES THAT HAD SPENT THREE AND A HALF YEARS WITH JESUS, THAT HAD HEARD TEACHING LIKE WE HAVE NEVER HEARD OURSELVES, IF THEY HAD SEEN JESUS AND ALL OF THESE THINGS, AND YET HE SAYS, DON'T DO ANYTHING UNTIL THE HOLY SPIRIT EMPOWERS YOU, IF THAT WAS TRUE OF THEM, THEN I GUARANTEE YOU IT SHOULD BE TRUE TODAY.
And yet we ha- I would dare to say that the majority of ministers who are out representing God and telling the Word of God are not filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And then even some who have received the baptism and have this infilling, they are not controlled by the Holy Spirit. And they're ministering under their own strength and power. And that's the reason that it's just sounding brass and tinkling cymbals and it's not releasing the power of God. We have a lot of people today that are out trying to do the right thing in their own strength and in their own power, and that is not good. Let me give you an example. In the very beginning of Jesus' ministry over here in John chapter 2, Jesus went to Jerusalem the first time after He had been baptized by John the Baptist and the Holy Spirit had descended upon Him, and He ministered in Jerusalem And it says in John chapter 2, verse 23, Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in him. Now think about this. Jesus came to this earth to draw men unto God and to become the sacrifice and to proclaim Himself as the atonement for our sins. And He wanted people to believe on Him. So this is His very first time after He began His public ministry in in Jerusalem. People saw the miracles and they believed on Him. But Jesus did not commit Himself unto them because He needed not that any man should testify of man. He knew what was in him. This is just another way of saying that Jesus knew our fallen nature, our carnal self, and if we aren't empowered by the Holy Spirit, there is nobody that is adequate to represent Him. We can't do it in our own strength and in our own power. We need the Holy Spirit to take our words and to empower them. You know, it says in Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 14, the Lord was speaking to Jeremiah, and He said, Because you speak this word, I will make my word in your mouth fire, and the people would, and it shall devour them. You've got to have the words empowered and anointed by the Holy Spirit. And there are so many people that they may even be speaking truth, but they are speaking it in themselves. Jesus would not commit Himself to these people. Now, Jesus wanted people to believe on Him and to accept Him as the Messiah. He, there's many times that He showed that. And yet, here were people who believed on Him. Did you know, if it would have been a modern-day evangelist and you had people believe the message, man, you would have equipped them with tracts. You would have sent them out. You would have had them evangelize the city. And yet, Jesus did just the opposite. He would not commit Himself unto them because He didn't want people ministering out of their own ability out of their own self. You must be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I'm speaking primarily to ministers right now to represent God properly. We need God to anoint us, but this is true on the individual level just for us to live the Christian life, to witness to our family, to witness to the people around us. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said to His disciples, don't go anywhere, don't tell anybody until you receive the power from on high, this power of the Holy Ghost to enable you to be a witness. And how did that happen? Ten days later, in Acts chapter 2, 
VERSE 1, IT SAYS, AND WHEN THE DAY OF PENTECOST WAS FULLY COME, THEY WERE ALL WITH ONE ACCORD IN ONE PLACE, AND SUDDENLY THERE CAME A SOUND FROM HEAVEN AS OF A RUSHING MIGHTY WIND, AND IT FILLED ALL THE HOUSE WHERE THEY WERE SITTING. AND THERE APPEARED UNTO THEM CLOVEN TONGUES LIKE AS OF FIRE, AND IT SAT UPON EACH OF THEM, AND THEY WERE ALL FILLED WITH THE HOLY GHOST AND BEGAN TO SPEAK WITH OTHER TONGUES AS THE SPIRIT GAVE THEM UTTERANCE. AND MAN, THIS GOT NOISED ABROAD. THEY WENT INTO THE TEMPLE AREA, AND THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE SHOWED UP. AND THEY WERE ASKING, WHAT'S HAPPENING? SOME OF THE PEOPLE THOUGHT THE PEOPLE WERE DRUNK, BUT THERE WERE DIFFERENT NATIONS THERE, AND THEY HEARD THEM PREACHING THE GOSPEL, NOT IN THE LANGUAGE THAT THESE PEOPLE KNEW, BUT THEY WERE SPEAKING A LANGUAGE THEY HAD NEVER KNOWN BEFORE. IT WAS NOT uh, OUT OF THEIR HEAD, IT WAS OUT OF THEIR HEART, AND THEY WERE SPEAKING THE HIDDEN WISDOM OF GOD TO ALL OF THESE DIFFERENT NATIONS IN THEIR OWN LANGUAGES. MAN, IT WAS MIRACULOUS, AND IT DREW PEOPLE, AND THEN PETER STOOD UP AND BEGAN TO EXPLAIN WHAT HAPPENED, THAT THIS WASN'T THE PEOPLE WHO WERE DRUNK, BUT INSTEAD, IT WAS THE FILLING OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, THAT THESE WERE THE GIFTS OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, AND BECAUSE OF THIS DEMONSTRATION OF THE POWER OF GOD, 3,000 PEOPLE GOT SAVED THAT DAY. AND THEN JUST A FEW WEEKS LATER, 5,000 PEOPLE GOT BORN AGAIN. AND THE CHURCH WAS BIRTHED WITH THIS SUPERNATURAL POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. AND THE REST OF THE BOOK OF ACTS, YOU CAN GO THROUGH ALL OF THESE THINGS, AND ALL OF THE PEOPLE WHO RECEIVED THE MESSAGE AND GOT BORN AGAIN, EVERY SINGLE ONE OF THEM RECEIVED THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. TODAY, WE SEE THE CHURCH BASICALLY PREACHING SALVATION ONLY, FORGIVENESS OF SINS ONLY. AND AGAIN, THAT'S IMPORTANT. AND I AM NOT SAYING that, THAT WE SHOULDN'T PREACH THAT, BUT WE SHOULD NOT ONLY PREACH THAT. WE OUGHT TO BE TELLING THEM THE SAME THING THAT JESUS TOLD THE DISCIPLES, THAT YOU NEED THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. YOU NEED POWER FROM ON HIGH TO BE ABLE TO LIVE. AND WE NEED TO BE LIVING PEOPLE, LEADING PEOPLE, NOT ONLY INTO MAKING JESUS THEIR SAVIOR AND RECEIVING SALVATION, BUT WE NEED TO LEAD PEOPLE INTO RECEIVING THIS SECOND EXPERIENCE WHERE THE POWER OF GOD COMES UPON YOU AND YOU ARE EMPOWERED. AND THERE'S MANY THINGS THAT HAPPEN, BUT YOU HAVE ACCESS TO GIFTS OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, SUCH AS SPEAKING IN TONGUES, SUCH AS PROPHECY, SUCH AS HEALING, MIRACLES, CASTING OUT OF DEVILS, DISCERNING OF SPIRITS, ALL OF THE GIFTS OF THE SPIRIT. WE NEED TO BE EQUIPPED WITH THIS WHOLE POWER AND I KNOW THAT THERE'S GOING TO BE SOME PEOPLE WHO WILL SAY, SO YOU'RE SAYING THAT YOU'VE GOT TO HAVE THE HOLY SPIRIT TO BE BORN AGAIN? NO, I'M NOT SAYING THAT. I'M SAYING YOU CAN BE BORN AGAIN AND NOT HAVE THIS BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, AND YOU CAN STILL GO TO HEAVEN. AND YOU CAN EVEN GET THERE QUICKER IF YOU DON'T HAVE THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT BECAUSE YOU AREN'T GOING TO HAVE THIS POWER THAT JESUS TALKED ABOUT, AND THEREFORE YOU'LL DIE EARLY OF SOME SICKNESS OR DISEASE. AND YES, YOU CAN STILL GO TO HEAVEN WITHOUT THE HOLY SPIRIT, BUT WHY WOULD YOU WANT TO? WHY WOULD YOU WANT TO LIVE IN THIS LIFE WITHOUT THE POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT THAT ENABLES YOU TO OVERCOME AND GIVES YOU SUPERNATURAL UNDERSTANDING AND ABILITY AND SHOWS YOU THE FUTURE AND ON AND ON? THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT IS NOT FOR HEAVEN. IT'S FOR THIS EARTH. AND I GUARANTEE YOU, YOU NEED THIS BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. AND THE GOOD NEWS IS, IT'S AVAILABLE TO YOU. THIS IS NOT SOMETHING THAT PASSED AWAY WITH THE APOSTLES. 
I WAS RAISED IN A CHURCH THAT TAUGHT ONLY THE FORGIVENESS OF SINS. AND ONCE YOU GOT SAVED, YOU WERE SAVED AND STUCK. AND THEN WE USED TO SIT AROUND AND SING, WHEN WE ALL GET TO HEAVEN, WHAT A DAY THAT WILL BE. FURTHER ALONG, WE'LL KNOW ALL ABOUT IT. AND ALL OF OUR VICTORY WAS ALL RELEGATED TO HEAVEN. THE ONLY THING THAT COULD HAPPEN NOW IS THAT YOU COULD BE BORN AGAIN, AND IF YOU WOULD APPRECIATE IT PROPERLY, THEN YOU COULD HAVE JOY BECAUSE YOU KNEW THAT IF WORST CASE HAPPENED, YOU'D GO TO HEAVEN. AND THAT'S GOOD. IF THAT'S ALL THERE WAS TO SALVATION, I'D PREACH THAT BECAUSE THAT'S MORE THAN WE DESERVE. BUT THE BIBLE TEACHES US THAT, NO, WE HAVEN'T ONLY BEEN FORGIVEN OF OUR SINS AND PREPARED FOR HEAVEN, BUT WE'VE BEEN EMPOWERED TO BE A WITNESS AND TO EXPERIENCE ABUNDANT LIFE RIGHT HERE IN THIS LIFE. BUT IT'S NOT GOING TO HAPPEN ON YOUR OWN. YOU NEED THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. YOU NEED THIS POWER THAT JESUS TALKED ABOUT. YOU SHALL RECEIVE POWER AFTER THAT, THE HOLY GHOST HAS COME UPON YOU, AND YOU SHALL BE WITNESSES UNTO ME. YOU NEED THIS. I WAS BORN AGAIN WHEN I WAS EIGHT YEARS OLD, BUT I WAS 18 YEARS OLD WHEN I RECEIVED THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. AND MY LIFE CHANGED MORE OUTWARDLY WHEN I RECEIVED THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT THAN IT DID WHEN I RECEIVED SALVATION. NOW, I'M NOT SAYING THAT SALVATION ISN'T AS IMPORTANT. SALVATION IS, IN ONE SENSE, THE MOST IMPORTANT BECAUSE THAT'S THE FRONT DOOR. THAT'S THE ENTRANCE. EVERYTHING ELSE IS DEPENDENT UPON YOU BEING BORN AGAIN AND HAVING A RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. SO I'M NOT SAYING THAT BEING SAVED, BEING BAPTIZED uh, IN THE BODY OF CHRIST IS NOT IMPORTANT, BUT I'M SAYING THAT'S NOT ALL THERE IS. MY OWN PERSONAL EXPERIENCE, I WAS SAVED 10 YEARS BEFORE I RECEIVED THE POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. BUT WHEN I RECEIVED THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, MARCH THE 23rd, 1968, MY LIFE CHANGED MORE OUTWARDLY THROUGH THAT THAN IT DID THROUGH THE FORGIVENESS OF SINS. NOW, INWARDLY, WHEN I GOT SAVED AND FORGIVEN OF MY SINS, I WAS COMPLETELY BRAND NEW AND CHANGED ON THE INSIDE, BUT I DIDN'T HAVE ANY POWER TO MANIFEST IT IN MY LIFE. WHEN I RECEIVED THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT, AND SPOKE IN TONGUES. MY LIFE JUST... IT'S LIKE THE AFTERBURNERS KICKED ON. REVELATION KNOWLEDGE CAME UNTO ME. GOD STARTED SPEAKING TO ME. MY RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD INCREASED A THOUSANDFOLD. AND I CAN TRUTHFULLY SAY THAT ANY GOOD THING THAT'S EVER HAPPENED IN MY LIFE, THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT WAS ABSOLUTELY A PART OF IT. AND IF YOU HAVE NOT HAD A SEPARATE EXPERIENCE FROM JUST FORGIVENESS OF SINS, IF YOU HAVEN'T HAD A SEPARATE TIME WHERE THE POWER OF THE HOLY SPIRIT CAME UPON YOU, THEN YOU ARE MISSING THIS BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. NOW, I'VE GOT A LOT MORE TO SHARE ON THIS, AND I'M GOING TO BE TALKING ABOUT IT ALL WEEK. I HAVEN'T GOT TIME TO TELL YOU EVERYTHING I KNOW, BUT TODAY I'VE BEEN JUST TRYING TO SHOW YOU THAT YOU NEED THIS POWER IN YOUR LIFE. BEING SAVED AND FORGIVEN IS ABSOLUTELY ESSENTIAL, AND IT'S WONDERFUL, BUT YOU NEED POWER. YOU NEED POWER, AND THAT'S WHAT THE BAPTISM OF THE HOLY SPIRIT'S ABOUT. I'VE GOT THIS BOOK ENTITLED, THE NEW YOU AND THE HOLY SPIRIT, AND IT WILL EXPLAIN EVERYTHING THAT I'VE TALKED ABOUT, AND THIS IS MY FREE GIFT TO YOU. I HAVE PUT OUT MAYBE HUNDREDS OF THOUSANDS OF THESE TO MANY PEOPLE, AND I HAVE SEEN LOTS OF PEOPLE'S LIFE CHANGE. THIS IS A GIFT. WE ALSO HAVE A PACKAGE WHERE YOU CAN GET STUDY GUIDES AND ALL KINDS OF OTHER THINGS. OUR ANNOUNCER WILL GIVE THAT TO YOU, BUT THIS IS MY FREE OFFER TO ANYONE TODAY WHO WOULD CALL. OF COURSE, IT DOES COST US MONEY TO DO THIS. IF YOU COULD HELP US, WE APPRECIATE IT. BUT I'LL SEND THIS BOOK TO YOU AS MY GIFT TODAY. LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER, 
And then please call or write today and join me again tomorrow for the Gospel Truth. I believe Esther is the true, original Cinderella story. Not only did she conquer the heart of the king, but she saved her people from annihilation. No! Esther's secret weapon was not her beauty, but her heart. Hello, I'm Andrew Womack, and the Lord led me to write this book about the new you in the Holy Spirit. This is what we give to every person at our meetings who gets born again or receives the Holy Spirit. So the new you part is about what true salvation is, what happens. The Holy Spirit part is about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. And we have this in book form right here. I also have CDs where I taught this at one of my meetings. I have DVDs, a live teaching. And then we have this study guide, which is the same material as the book, but reformatted in a way that you can teach other people. So listen to our announcer as he gives you this information about how you can respond and receive these materials today. You can get Andrew's book titled, The New You and the Holy Spirit in either English or Spanish today, absolutely free as a special website offer when you go to awmi.net. This offer is limited to one free book per household and is only available in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia while supplies last. Go to awmi.net today to receive this free offer. Today's series is an abbreviated version of Andrew's teaching titled, The New You and the Holy Spirit. This four-part teaching in its entirety is available on CD or DVD as seen on TV. Both were made from the original five-week broadcasts. This teaching is also available in a companion study guide. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount. You can also get these products in the New You and the Holy Spirit package, which includes the book, study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $75, but you can get it today for a gift of $50 or more. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In October, Andrew will be at Walsall, England for the European Ministers Conference with guest speakers Paul Milligan, Billy Epperhart, and Pastor Bob Yandian. Lastly, in October, Paul Milligan and Billy Epperhart will be speaking in Walsall, England at the International Business Summit. Please note, Andrew will not be speaking at this event. 
and in November at Karis Bible College in Woodland Park, Colorado, we'll be hosting the Women Arise Conference with speakers Carly Cherides, Dorothy Brown, and pastors Sue Sheriff and Sherris Johnson. We'll also be hosting the musical Esther, the Queen of Persia. But please note, Andrew will not be speaking at these events. Later in November, Andrew will be in Woodland Park to host Handel's Messiah, performed by the Colorado Springs Chorale. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net.